Hey, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the oh my god, it's the eighth season already of Timeless Gamers Show. Hey, where the games and gamers grow older while the gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. You're getting podcast show, and now we are live in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And for all of our archive videos of our previous episodes, you can still check them out by going to the YouTube channel of Timeless Gamers Show. And oh, so uh, don't adjust your TV sets, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here at my, so I'm currently here in Manila. At my at my folks' house, um, not your usual, uh, not my usual gaming studio, but that's fine. If, uh, just a personal business, mind you. But forget all about that. It's the eighth season premiere of the of the Timeless Gamer Show, and we're gonna start the whole uh, the whole season with another with another movie review, and it's all about Tetris. And this uh, this topic was brought to you by Server Raj right here. Raj, say hello to the people down there representing Sega Mega Masters. <laughs> all right, hello, and I hope you are all having a good weekend. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Tetris, uh, Tetris the movie. Um, well, I say movie, but it's uh, it's not a movie in the, the conventional sense like Mario Brothers or these other ones. The, the, the character, I mean, look, these blocks don't have personalities, all right? It's basically the, the making of what is probably one of the most prolific games in, in video game history. So that's what we're going to be talking about. The game, what it meant to people, we're talking about it in terms of, a, well, the movie in terms of a, the factual aspects of it and the, and the non-spoiler sides of things. But then we'll be going into the nitty gritty part of it and there will be spoilers. So uh, we'll give you a warning for those guys who haven't seen it. Although I would strongly advise those who haven't seen it to see it, because in my opinion, it's probably one of the best, if not a great video game movie. One of the best ever made, in my opinion. But we'll get into that eventually. But yeah. Hope you stick with us and we'll, we'll we'll see what you have to say. Over back to you, Sir Joe. All right, thank you for that, Sir Viraj. And of course, Sir JD and one, two, three, go. Hello, guys. Good day and welcome back to Timeless Gamers with the S. And this is uh, <laughs> your regular panel, uh, panelist, Juan DeMarcos of one, two, three, go retro. So, as Viraj said, we'll be talking about uh, all about the movie Tetris uh, and also disclaimer if you're looking for a Hollywood uh, gay, uh, Hollywood movie based on Tetris maybe we could review Pixels in the next uh, in the next in the future episode so thank you for that so today it's going to be the biopic of the history of Tetris and the um, the struggles that um, involved that were involved with the game before it got released to the public. So, going back to Sergio. Oh, we want to take your mute, your mute. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) A lot lot of noise on the outside. Sorry about that, guys. So yeah, it's all about Tetris. And uh, a little bit of an anecdote before we we start ahead. Um, When Serviraj mentioned that we should do Tetris the movie. Really? Tetris the movie? I mean, how can you even make a movie based on Tetris? I mean, it's just it's just falling blocks. All you have, I mean, ooh, what's the, I mean, how can you even make a story out of that one? You know, and and Savage right, it's not necessarily the conventional movie that you're expecting out of out of a video game. So I was taken aback and made a uh, like a 180 turn after watching the show just recently. And yes, the movie is not the. Uh, 
But it's not like your son. It's not like the Superman. Not like your Resident Evil. Right? Not like you got your fictional characters uh, running around doing the lore that, that they were designed to do. With this movie, it's all about real people. Yeah, sure, a little bit of <laughs> dramatization here and there, some uh, some embellishment of the truth here and there, just for um, just to draw in some uh, just to draw in some some drama, some intrigue. Yeah. There I say, but um, if if it if it made a believer out of me, then surely to some of you guys who are skeptical about about that, you are doing yourself a disservice. Anyways, um, I'll toss it now to Sir, uh, to Sir, to Sir, to Sir GDM to just to say hello to the chat. How do you all doing? What's up, what's up, right. people, Sir GDM? Who are the people down there? All right. So we have Momo Cringe in the chat saying hello, everyone. We also have uh, Hi, Miss Momo. Hello, and also Mr. J De Jesus, who is Hi, Master J. And also, greetings to Jake Belmont, who is asking what's going to be the topic today. It's going to be the movie review of Tetris for to 2023, the 2023 biopic. And then we also have MC Deville or Dieville in the chat the saying MC, hello. MC Deville. <laughs> hello, and we also have our one of our regulars here in the show, Sir Ma, uh, Shin Mamachu. And hey bro. We also have Jomarot and Twit saying that it's Hi, Sir Jomar. a James Bond gamer move. <laughs> He's not wrong. He he he, 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 he is not, no, I mean the movie is not it's a James Bond movie, yeah. basically. Yeah. And he's not wrong, guys. Think, he is not wrong. I think the reason why he's why he's saying it's a James Bond movie because it's it involves Russia in, or like the Soviet Union. It, it involves a lot of Russian KGB, right? yeah. KGB, yeah. yeah. KGB, yeah. Right. We'll get there. Oh, oh right. Jake wants so to we'll get to that. Turn. So we'll talk about that at some point. A bit. Yeah, Castle and Nocturne. I've been All watching right. it. It's good. We finished it yet, but we'll get to that a bit. All right. And we also have uh, Sir Raymond John Orendes of um, Retro Freak Game. Hey, Sir so Ray. Sir so Ray, big man um, Ray. And I also would oh. like to greet um her daughter tomorrow it's going to it's going to be happy birthday maddie happy birthday maddie so i think that's so all the things uh, that's all for now yeah so uh just so you know guys uh it's only three of us it's only three of us survey is prepared the three of us yes the three of us we can make it if we try <laughs> you and i okay so a uh, survey is preparing for the birthday party of, uh, of his daughter for tomorrow Sir Joel is having um, uh, fishing. He's going to talk. Uh, he's going fishing. <laughs> is that the word? No. Um, so he's, he's also preoccupied with something. Uh, Miss Eileen is still busy at work, of course. <laughs> uh, Sir Dan is, I don't know, maybe he's out at sea again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most likely he's out of. And, uh, and Mamuchu is still busy with his, uh, with his deadlines, drawing his deadlines. All right, so it's just the three of us. So hopefully it will be a uh, we, we we will have a lot of a lot of things to cover. Uh, me and J uh, me and Sir JDM will be expecting Sir Viraj doing doing most of the heavy lifting. So be careful, Sir Viraj. Uh, don't break your back on this. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So oh, is- oh uh, Sir, Sir, Sir Jeff is here as well. Sir Jeff is here as well. Hi, Sir Jeff. Oh. All right. Nice to have a nice. So I'm gonna toss it now. 
nice audience. There's a lot of people watching. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a shame that, you know, because we had all these people panelists for Mario, but I guess this separates the men from the boys, doesn't it? You know, for the Mario movie, everybody wanted to turn, turn off on the panel, but we got this for Tetris. Um, so let's talk about Tetris as a game to begin with. So this is my original Game Boy box with Tetris packed in. Oh. Um, I'm trying to start, I'm gonna, like, it's in good condition. Anyway, so that's 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 the game box. And obviously, this is the original game, you know, that we got. This is the one that I think most people remember. Um, let's, let's hide the price tag. Um, that most people <laughs> remember um, that they want to go to. Let's have a look at the synopsis. This is obviously the PAL PAL box. Let's have a look at what, what they used to try and sell this at the back. It says the Soviet game sensation. Okay, <laughs> beam Soviet. Beams, boxes, zigzags, and L-shaped blocks drop down a narrow passage. Feel your pulse quicken as you spin, shift, and align the shapes for a perfect fit. It's challenging and demands split-second decision. Start at new sorry, start at new heights for a tougher contest. Pick the music and set your pace from 20 progressive skill levels. So Again, it, it was a very simple game for what it was. It got blocks. It, we all know Tetris. I, I'd like to think we all know, but just for those of you who do not know, it's probably the most prolific puzzle game of all time, where you have a different assortment of blocks that you're given, and they all slide down this little section here. And the idea is you want to sort of get them all in line so you know the, the, the line gets eliminated and it goes down and down. So basically, you're just filling... I mean, some people might say this is a very um, erotic game because you're filling, you know, holes with poles, shall we say, and you're filling gaps, yeah? So Joe's getting excited when I said that. <laughs> He's getting excited. But, um, yeah, you could argue, you know? But um, that, that being said, there's something addictive about the whole gameplay of, okay, the box, every time you get a shape, you have to make sure that it fits in a certain area. We want to we wanna write rows, yeah? We don't want to make columns, we want to write, write rows, and we want to sort of beat the game. And, and obviously, as time goes on, the game gets quicker and quicker and you get different your level goes up and you get a score as well and whoever get you obviously that it was a score master wasn't it who got mm. the high score and that was it and it was quite, it was incredibly addictive you know people would you know adults would plug in themselves into this and and then they play it for, for hours and end. and this was definitely a, a system seller for really arguably what people would say is like the first def definitive handheld console which is the game boy you know you can say what you like oh there was handhelds before game game boy was in my opinion the first relative first handheld system that everybody really cares about. that's that's the one this, this is the system okay and, and this is the game that helped shift it was that game in fact even in the movie and it's, it's a true it's a bit of history anyway uh, where hank rogers actually said to the um yeah and it, hank rogers is the guy who brought this game to the yeah. west you know for bulletproof he even said to the nintendo vp the nintendo president of america and he went down there with Hey, you want to sell game, you know, this new system to kids? Ship it with Mario. If you want to, you know, sell this system, everyone put Tetris. Yeah. He's, he's doing, he's doing this, yeah. But that's <laughs> true. That's a true line. It's a line in the film, which is, which isn't really a spoiler because it's, a, it's history as well. That that actually did happen. All right, that actually, that actually happened. I mean, this film, there are aspects of it. I'll dramatize and we'll touch on that later. But this, this game is what really pushed this into that, the hands of of many people, not just children but adults yeah. alike. So. It, and, it, and it continued. I mean, it was a big fever. There was a Tetris, there was a sequel to Tetris, and they've, they've, they've actually changed the gameplay a bit, added some color to it, and there are many aspects to, to it, and they've, they've made so many of them. Obviously, for the console versions or whatever, I mean, it, and it continued. I think the next version of Tetris I own is the Game Boy Advance version, Tetris Worlds, okay, which obviously had certain features that the first one didn't have, but it's still fundamentally the same, if not a similar game. Um, and the, the most recent version I've got is Tetris on the DS. So this game has 
lasted the test of you know the test of time. This has been going on and on and on. <laughs> was my saying. I didn't know Tetris yeah. is kind of erupted up until someone made this <laughs> sort of yeah, true. Block. So there is that. Yeah. I, so yeah. <laughs> thank you for I that. I didn't. I didn't even think about. Right. I never thought there was. Yeah, there, there were lots of adaptations, lots of tap, uh, adaptations. But, but so yeah, my point was, it, it's lasted. This is like, this is a 21st century game. It lasted so many. There are so many different incarnations of this. This, in my opinion, is the best version of. You know, I can't remember it as, you know, but it's, it's it's the one that I played a lot. Of. And there was obviously Tetris 99 on your Switch. They've, it's just yeah. an immortalized game that will just always continue being sold, and it's going to be yeah. a, a popular game. It's accessible to so many people. It's such a simple concept to grasp. Just fill the fill the blocks, clear the rows. If you get four, you know, and sometimes you might want to do a combination, and you get more points. So yeah. it's definitely a game that was very popular. And even even on, on on Sega, on this thing, I always pull this thing out, don't I? Um, it's actually available on the because like, it was a it was a bonus game on the Mega Drive Mini. Let's not forget, um, oh. and that's because. So there we go. Tetris was there. Was a, this was a basically a game that Sega had to recall because of obviously because of licensing and, and rights because of like right. what was going on at the time. But we'll was get to that the, point later. That point later. Was but, it the, the BPS yeah. the BPS version uh, Tetris, the one that um, Sega uh, released? Or which which one? To my understanding, and this is just based on the movie, um, because. Are we going to spo- are we going to spoil it? Oh, no, this is history anyway. That's fine. Yeah, this is history. <laughs> Out of history. So, 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 yeah. Who had the rights to Tetris? So, 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 so supposedly, yeah. So, 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 yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fabrizio. If I remember correctly, based from the movie. So supposedly, um, Hank. Oh no, I'm not going to say Hank Rogers. So supposedly, uh, Mirror Games acquired, said Mirror that uh, Mirror Mirrorsoft. Um, they got the uh, they got the video game rights and the arcade rights for Tetris. However, it was then it was then revealed that the arcade rights went to Sega instead. Mm. Right. That's why Sega has a uh, has a quote unquote license for the uh, for the Tetris. Am so, I am I right? <laughs> so I'll explain what happened. So right Howard Stein, who was uh, a little stooge, Howard Stein, yeah. yeah. For mirror stop, and he, there was a gentleman called Howard from Andromeda, Stein. yeah. And he, he would go, he would go to the the Iron Curtain country nations or, or Russia to look around for video games and think, okay, I can make a deal with um, Elog, which was the Russian body that had all the rights. Because in Russia, if you'd created something, the IP belonged to the state. It didn't belong to you. It was communist. Okay. Communist. So what he would do? Communism, guys. I mean, just love it. Um, so he'd go to go go and make a deal with the the man, the chair of Elog, saying, "Look, I'll, I'll give you rights for this." And he'd give him peanuts for what the game was actually worth. And the Russians didn't know about this because they, they didn't know that games were was a big industry in the in capitalist state. So he'd offer them three thousand, five thousand dollars for the game or something for the rights. When <laughs> actually Tetris, for example. Oh yeah, he did. I remember that. Yeah, he did. Just five, just five thousand peanuts. The deal was. <laughs> The deal was, but the deal for the, the so he made a deal with them getting Tetris. So Howard Stein got it first, but he said for computer games. Remember that was the he said it's for a computer game. Okay, that's Com- the computer games, yeah, quote unquote, right. yeah. That was in the, the contract. Now a computer defines something with a mouse and a keyboard, right? I think we can all agree that. Okay, but yep. uh, not consoles, which is looks like it's a, it's a it looks like a computer, but it's connected to a TV and you have a control pad. That's not a computer, is it? It's a console. Okay, and, it, a console. and then there's also that the handheld, which we'll, we'll touch on in a bit. But 
when Hal Stein made that deal, okay, he made it for Mirasoft. And Mirasoft then licensed the arcade rights to Sega, okay? And then he licensed the rights, uh, the, the console rights, I believe, to Atari. Okay, so when um, Hank Rogers went and tried to get the rights to, and give it to Nintendo, he was then told, well, no, you can't have it because, you know, we've already licensed that, that the arcade stuff to Atari, sorry, the arcade stuff to Sega, and that's Atari. And obviously there was, there was, there was a bit of a, a kerfuffle there, and that's why the, every, the first edition of Tetris that was on the Famicom, they're all pirated copies. They were all illegal copies because that license didn't belong to them officially yet. And what they realized was, is the contract that Mirasoft got from Elog was void because the he was it was just a computer license. So Mirasoft had no right selling those li that license to Atari. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I believe so they like they destroyed every copy, every single copy of the game, right? I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's, that's true. The, that's the that's the urban myth. Yes. Yeah, I, I believe that's the urban myth. So that was it. we talk about that, that that and then eventually like. You know, okay, and then he went back. Remember, there's uh, well, obviously there's a bit in the film which explains what had happened after, which is true. Which is, you know, he thought, okay, go meet our guys in Seattle. They might have be able to help you with your problem, Hank. You know, that's what um, Yamuchi said. You know, the big chief of Nintendo said, and that was his. That was what saved him because remember, Hank Rogers bet on this game. He took out loans to sort of fund the game and produce this game and, and get it for his software. He really was was all in for it, and he could have gone. He could have lost everything, and Nintendo saved him. Because of that, and because of that unveiling that happened with that device that they they, they made him sign a non-disclosure agreement for, and then he went to Russia, and that's when he discovered all this stuff. Actually, you know what? Mirosoft didn't have rights to the console either. <laughs> you know, so that that's what it all came down to. And then eventually, we'll, we'll get to that point in the film as to what happened. Okay, but it, it's an amazing story which has lots of twists and turns which you aren't expecting if you don't know the story. Um, but We'll get to that in a bit, but the the way the what what it, what the story is fundamentally about, and we're, we're going to the film now. We're moving to the film. We've talked enough about the game. We'll talk about the film. This is the sort of non-spoiler set. The theme of the film, from what I I view as, and everyone will have, these two will have their own. Perspective. It's about a man who wanted, who, who saw something. He saw that there's an opportunity here for this game to be successful, and he can be successful with his own company, Bulletproof Software, which he had, which wasn't as a, a big name at the time. And he could make a deal with with the giant Nintendo, and he could he could really be wealthy with it. And he risked everything. And there's a theme of family in this film because he, you know, he he sacrificed a lot with his own family. Okay, there's one theme there. There's the theme of the risks he, he took with dealing with the dodgiest people like there. You had Robert Maxwell of Mirror Soft or Mirror, <laughs> well, the Mirror Group in the UK. So there's a very popular newspaper called the Mirror here in the UK, which he used to run. It still exists, but he. Um. Well, got kicked. Well, he's he's not there around him. We'll, we'll touch on him in a bit, but it was him. <laughs> okay. And then you got the Russians and going to a place which wasn't welcoming, which is very cold, um, and trying to. He was, was threatened. Um, you know, you see, he was, he was sort of threatened. Or he felt he went to a very unwelcome hospital. There was aspects there, and then there was the theme of redemption for the original creator. Yes, there's, there's that as well, and that's just four themes that I've touched on. I'm sure there's a lot more. Which we're going to touch on when we get into the. It's the, uh, it's redemption for Hank. Yeah. It's redemption for Alexei. Yeah. The creator of Tetris. Redemption for um, for the boss of Elorg. Mm. Redemption for my girl Sasha. <laughs> love you, girl. <laughs> love you, Sasha. You fell in love with her, okay. didn't you? 
All right, so <laughs> Sasha was a fictional character. She wasn't even in this story. I just want to throw that out there. She was just there for the drama. <laughs> she's right. an original character. All right, but in your, in your fantasy, she's original. Okay, I'll, I'll concede to that. Okay, yes, I'm not going to rob you of that. She's real, she's real to me, damn it. Real to me. <laughs> Real, yeah, so, if you're listening, you haven't seen the film, there's a very beautiful uh, a character in there if you're into the babes. But anyway, um, going forward, it, there's a lot that happened there, and it's about not giving up. I think there's a theme there about this guy was persistent as anything. He was so persistent, and, and what he went through is just ridiculous. Obviously, a lot of it's dramatized, but he did go through. And I'm, so, and I'm surprised he's not dead. I'm surprised. The way the, the the way the story progressed, and I'm like, mm. I, and 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 I was watching it last night with the, uh, and I was giving my play-by-play commentary on our group chat, yeah. and I keep saying, seriously, how, why is nobody dead yet in this yeah. movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is I mean, we all know who will kick the bucket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's there's so many themes in this film. I mean, what what themes did did you guys pick up on that I I haven't sort of mentioned JDM. That's a joke. I mean, what did For you me, it's yeah. You have the uh, uh, what we uh, what do you mention earlier? Family. You have redemption. You also have the um, what do you call this? Like the connection between two um, different worlds separated by the Cold War, right? Because yes, yeah. that's cool. they, it's, 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 yeah, that's yeah. right. The big the setting is in the cold cultures. Yeah. You got the country culture and American culture. There was a there was something there in that from the theme there. Yeah. yeah. And you also have, they also touch a little bit about politics in the Soviet Union. Right. Right? Because you have, you have the presence of uh, Gorbachev in the movie. He even had the, like, the scar, the prominent scar, right? The birthmark. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the birthmark. Ah, it was his birth- birthmark. I believe it's it was like, uh, birthmark. And you also have um, the, the um, national of those especially in uh, um, in Soviet Russia back then because he didn't know there were a there were factions right that are um, under uh, they're they're moving under uh, surveillance something like that and they're trying to overthrow the um, the Soviet Union right so this a little bit of politics also yes there's the political right. aspect of the the yeah. soviet union dying yeah, yeah. Right. Right. That's and it. how the, everybody was after and i think that it's it's greed that's the theme isn't it no, everybody no. was after something you know yeah. everybody yeah. wanted a piece of the pie and yeah. the greed yeah. is the big you know, that's the yeah. say, speak theme yeah. to this type of thing it's all about greed hank, hank wanted it it wanted it because he yeah. wanted to he, yeah. he, he was the righteous person but, then you had like endo wanted it because they wanted a piece of the pie yeah. Obviously, you got Sega and Atari in the background. You don't see them, but they wanted it. They wanted something. Mirosoft wanted something, which I want. Which I want to touch on that later on as well. Hein wanted something. <laughs> you know, he and wanted well, a piece of cake from Mirosoft. How Hein? There's obviously you see. We'll, we'll get to that in the, in the spoiler if you can wait. Wait. Hey. And uh, also one more thing. And um, the KGB wanted something. So that <laughs> too. The KGB <laughs> wanted wanted in too. Yeah. Something, but that that ties into the fact of. What was happening? Well, why people like Putin are in power because he was an ex KGB agent, and, and mm. how a lot of these oligarchs in Russia are from the KGB secret service. Because then people had all the powers, they took all the money. It's as simple as that. Nobody kill me. The, the Russians were going to come off me for saying that, but it's a fact. You know, sorry, but 
that's 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 the state that that's happened with Russia. That's what's happened. It's run by all these gangsters and people that were in top positions in the old Soviet government. That's what's happened to it. Sadly, sadly. But I don't want to talk too much about that. I might be assassinated for Timber. But going going forward, <laughs> going forward, going forward. This is this is a film which has a number of themes which which just link beautifully well together. I think, and not just that aspect. It is a video game movie because you do see like the animated little bits where he's flying over it's drawn mm-hmm. in 8 graphics you know there's little mm-hmm. bits of pixels that sort of throw everywhere yeah. and there's, there is that those aspects of how it's drawn how how things work so it does actually have that and also it's a film set in late 80s so there's a nostalgic element to this as well you know that that time that period what the world was really mm-hmm. like you know and there is something really special about that so there you go oh sorry to interject uh Sirviraj. uh Sirviraj and Sergey James uh ladies and gentlemen to understand the movie category you need to understand what was uh, during the setup of this to set the movie up it's during the late 80s the, the late 80s of america and the late of soviet russia during the late 80s, during the late 80s of soviet russia the um, the, uh, the the soviet union is starting to crumble eventually it did crumble in uh, during the late summer of 1991 but this but the setting was 1980 that's 2 years before the fall of the soviet union mm. right And around this time, um, the, the Russian oligarch, the Russian oligarchs, is trying to piece the sudden change from communism to capitalism. Some folks are still, I'm not going to say brainwashed. They're still indoctrinated with the concept of communism that they some sort uh, they, they they kind of took it to certain heights of it in in the name of patriotism in other lands. And compared to that, with the West. Uh, Uh, the way the western thing of capitalism where money talks right so if you understand the setting uh, in the time frame of of tetris capitalism versus communism you'll soon find out on why the characters here are trying to act the way they're supposed to act like they're trying to portray what they're supposed to do during this uh, during the, during the time that this movie is going in speaking of characters the cast here oh my god Um, Surfaraj uh, neither last night. The casting here are on point. Maybe, uh, maybe a couple of character. Uh, maybe the the character that portrayed Howard Lincoln and Minoru Minoru Arakawa might have a little. Uh, I, I wish could have a little that I wish could have looked a little bit more than the real people. But oh my God, Yamauchi! Yeah. I'm like, that's Yamauchi. <laughs> What the? Did did Rick Baker did the makeup here? Yeah. That, And Yama and Yama which is long gone, right? Yama which is dead for a long time now. And like, how the hell did they got this guy? Yeah, right. And I'm twin. and uh, it is his, it is his twin. And and among other things, the Russians. Oh my God! Every time the Russians are on the screen, I feel that oh my God, someone's gonna die, <laughs> right? Um, I will we, I will get I will get in touch with the with uh, with the characters later on during the spoiler movie review. But oh my God, the cast in here. Superb. Um, I like the casting here. Um, high praise or uh, high praise coming from me. The pacing. Uh, with the pacing here, I'm not sure with Sir Jim and Sir Virat can agree with me, and Sir Jomarat who saw the movie as well. Uh, they kind of tell the story in bullet points. It's one event after another, after another, after another. Mm. But that being said, it didn't feel like there. Uh, I felt like. They're uh, they're not telling some of the con uh, some context that there are uh, that are being left out. I feel like because I because I know some of the history of Tetris as well. 
like uh, like we mentioned, Atari and Sega was was supposed to be in there, but they were only mentioned in like like a couple of sentences, and then that's it. But there were a lot more things going on there uh, between Nintendo, Sega, uh, Nintendo, Sega, and Atari. Uh, to me, with uh, the way, the, if I'm going to make an analogy with the character, uh, with the with the factions going on here with Tetris, you got Hank Rogers. Mm-hmm. He would be um, uh, so that's uh, that's your block number one. Block number two is your Mirror Soft. Mm-hmm. That's your block number two. Block number three is Howard Stein. And then block number four, the Russians, <laughs> right? So put them all together, it, it all it all falls in line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like Go the game, right? right? Just like the game. Like Everyone that. is falling to this rightful place to make a perfect line. Yeah, definitely. and it's a race against time. The race against a race time. against time as well, right? Mm. I like mean, who yeah. can make like who can make a better deal? You get one week. <laughs> <laughs> Five million dollars. You don't have the money, don't you? Yes, I have the money. Not right now, but yes, I do have the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually from the movie, right? Robert, Robert. Hi, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Kevin. It's Mr. Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can introduce no, wait, myself, father. Anyway, anyway, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Don't have your breath. Shall we? Shall we just get into the movie? Shall we just talk about? It? Just get to the, the, the spoiler <laughs> aspect of just reviewing this movie. What we think about it and get to the of things. What we thirty-four minutes in right now. I might as well just get on with it, shall we? Because that's what everyone wants to really get into. So. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you listening, those of you who have not seen this movie and are sensitive to spoilers, you may want to tune out. This is where we're going to be talking about the film, the guts of the film, the meat and potato. We're going to be talking about it in depth. So, you know, you might want to tune out. If you, if, you, if that, that sort of stuff doesn't bother you, you can listen to it. But we are going to be talking about this film scene by scene, talking about the characters and what we think of them, etc., etc. So, I am gonna u- I'm going to use the... Um... My, uh, I'm gonna use my text messages from last night's group chat, so I can follow on, uh, so I can follow on along, so I can, uh, so, I, so I can remember, the, so I can remember the stuff that I wrote. Go on ahead, Robert. So <laughs> the film sort of starts off with you know uh, Hank Rogers, who's um, a young man at this point, uh, who's found his own computer called Bulletproof Software, and he's at the Las Vegas. Uh, computer, consumer electronics show, the CES show that we know. It's, yeah. it's been going on for years. It's very- this is before E3, guys. Yeah. So this is it. So this is. I think the year was what was the year? 1987 when he was at the show. 1989. 1989. 88. 89. 88. 89. Yeah. Because the film, the game was released in 89. To be honest. Was it oh, 88. Definitely. Yeah. Around that time. Yeah. So back, he saw. Obviously, he, he's there. He's got his assistant, and he's trying to promote his own video game, which was a puzzle. And, Go. Uh, yeah. Chinese Go. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't selling. Nobody cared about his video game. Everyone was flocking to this thing that's on a computer. Even his assistant was playing the game, and it was Tetris. It was a computer version of Tetris, and it obviously been distributed by Mirasoft at the time. And um, he loved this game. He thought this is amazing. And it's obviously a much more primitive aspect of the Tetris than we knew, obviously, on the Game Boy and going forward, although you could argue Tetris in itself. Was a but anyway, he, he played this. And... Um, you know, I'm watching the scene and he's like, he's trying to get his assistant and his assistant coerces him to come, you got to play this game. And that's when he became addicted to this game. He loved this game. He learned about it very quickly. Okay, big game. And, um, you know, then, then the next scene, you know, you see him going, because obviously he's got to be paid off his loan with his bank and he's got to see his, his bank purse. Okay, about, about trying to sort of get 
capital for this game that he wants. Which is getting a loan, yes. Getting a loan, and his bank guy's like, what? And he's like, you crazy? Even he thought he was mad. He's asking for more money when he thought, okay, I'll lend you this. What? You know, and it went, it went over the top. It was like, are you serious? And he... He risked it all. He even put his house off his, you know, and even he, without even telling his wife, really. Yes, I did. You know what I like in that, in that scene, during that scene when he was talking to the banker about a loan? He's describing Tetris. Then in the background, there were the, like the blocks, right? Falling down. Yeah. He's like, I'm in love with this game. I need people. I want people to play this game as, yeah. as much as I would like to play it. He is. Uh, still dream of pops. It was like that. So, so he, apparently, so so Microsoft got all of the worldwide video game rights. So he, uh, that's what that that was for. That's not the arcade, yeah. yeah. But not the arcade rights in Japan. Yeah. That's right. So, so, so right, continue. So I don't know if I've chronologically got it wrong with just saying he went to his bank manager because he, he did go to Japan speak to Hiroshi Amuchin and obviously yeah. he got the game and he put it onto a, uh, a Famicom car and he showed him how this game runs to Yamuchin's yeah, and he's sitting there he's like uh, not bad with his little <laughs> with his poker face yeah not bad he's playing it and you can tell he enjoyed the game I think Nintendo offered him what was it 5 million or something like that or half a million half a million for the game or something. Uh, 500, uh, 500, 500 to 500,000 500,000 dollars and I thought it was yen 500,000 <laughs> Uh, US dollars, not yet, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Okay, so they offered him some good money but, for yeah. it. Even he knew, like, and what I found really interesting was that negotiation when he goes. Uh, oh, he said that um, Yamauchi said that we uh, we develop our games in house. We don't we don't collaborate with any third right. parties, right? And then he said, very on odd occasions you have, which is true. And this is Nintendo, right? This is Nintendo being Nintendo at the time. Yeah, trying to take over the world. And he goes, no, but on other occasions, you can, you can do this. And then he, he made a deal with them. And I'll do, do that. Obviously, they bit on that deal. because They realized Tetris was a big game, even for the home console at the time. So he then finds out, he, he then gets a call from, was it, so he's trying to make this deal go fly or whatever. Um, and he's trying to get, I, I don't know if he goes to Russia at this point or whether he's still talking. No, um, I believe, no. I believe he told his wife that he got, um, that he got through with Nintendo. Yes. So, uh, so, so both him and his wife announced it to his uh, bulletproof software, and then we got a call from <laughs> Kevin Maxwell. Oh, I'm sorry, we, he can introduce himself, yes. saying that uh, the arcade rights went to Sega. Yeah, that's yeah. time. So that, that's the time when we knew that. The and, and he was, yeah. So he was already betting on because he was already betting like two million for the uh, for the uh, two million for uh, for the. For and the video game, uh, for the vegan licensing, and then another million for for the, for the arcade. So if he loses the arcade license, that means he's one million short. Yeah, and that's what happened. And then he went. And then he went back to Nintendo, and then Yamauchi said, "Okay, he did lost the arcade. Well, how about we do it instead?" So well, he, he goes he to Seattle. The garage. Even Seattle that can help with your problem. Oh. Went to Seattle. <laughs> And that's when mm -hmm. they, then you see that magical scene when they unveiled the Game Boy and gets mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, Nintendo R&D. You got your Nintendo prototype being presented by Howard Lincoln and Minoru Arakawa themselves. Yeah. Finally, I'm making him sign, I'm making Hank sign an NDA because virtually we don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. during that time, <laughs> go, 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 go. There, there, there was like no word about the Game Boy, right? Like, the Game Boy coming out, like, no. Yeah, it's like a, a underground project that yeah. 
and and it's it's how they explained in the film what the Game Boy spec is. And that's what I found really. Goes, oh, no, no color screen because color screen would reduce the back with black yeah, and white. Eight, so they they will they need eight uh, eight eight double eight batteries, which is going to be expensive. Yeah. Four double. So they have to cut down to four. Yeah. So and they need to compromise. Twelve-hour battery life. That's what he said. So, mm. and then he, he he downscaled, but on the spot there, that like he, he made a obviously I'm sure it didn't happen in real, but he obviously made like program Tetris, and he showed how this would be a really big game on that dummy Game Boy that they had there, the prototype, and they, they were messing about with it. Um, and it was, you know what? I, I thought that was a really nice scene because this film isn't so much about Tetris as it was about the format that it was wildly critically renowned to be successful, which is, you know, the, the original Game Boy here. You know, this this is this is what what did. I mean, these two needed each other. Tetris needed the Game Boy, and the Game Boy needed Tetris. You know, they they, they were you know, they worked hand in hand for what it was. You know, and that was the line that I. Which said is that weird, you know, that after you say that, Sir Viraj. If they could have just went with Super Mario to begin with, they could have saved all of them this trouble. <laughs> they did. Super Mario. <laughs> there was the Super right? Mario. I mean, right? So they did actually. But you know, Hank was a visionary. Yeah. I mean, look, in the end, like, he went there and I thought, okay, fine, handheld price. But then he went, when he went to Russia, that's where the film gets really dark. You know, that's where we thought, oh, God. Yep. Comes there, he comes to the Russian immigration, they're cold and they're looking at him suspiciously and. That's where the film totally changes its, t- its tone. The color's gone. You know, this is turned to a much darker film. <laughs> everything's dark. Everything's gray. They're like, keep an eye on. Keep an eye on. They changed the color grading of the the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right there. And then, yeah, yeah from, from, from eight-bit colors to four-bit gray colors. <laughs> Almost mon- monochromatic. It, it's more monochromatic, yeah. That's right. So it, it was definitely um, a darker film, and you had that translator that wanted to follow. And you're, you're thinking, this woman's a spy. <laughs> that's what I thought straight away, and I was right. I didn't actually. I didn't know he was, she was a spy. What, what because, be- uh, no, no. I mean, uh, because uh, because uh, because how how it was presented. So Hank was there, and one of the side hustles for uh, for the Russian citizens, if they know how to speak English, they're going to go to you, and they're going to ask you if they can offer translations for you, right? Mm. Uh, so a lot of people were asking for her uh, to be his translator. And then this lady, all of, all of a sudden, very proactively approaches him and says, do you need some, uh, do you need a sucker? Yeah. And I'm like, a what? <laughs> a sucker? And I thought, is, is, she a prostit- is she a Russian prostitute or something? No. She was offering translation services, right? And I thought, okay, uh, maybe she's just maybe she's, she's just this uh, honest, naive Russian girl who who just wants yeah. to have, I know, um, she just wants to just wants to have a, an honest hustle, right? But no, I think. Lot we hold. I think, I, I think Sergio, if if Sergio was in Hank's position uh, back then, he would actually like he won't suspect anything because when you when you see her, she's good looking and he knows uh, she knows English. But but for me, when I saw the movie, when I saw that part, I was having my suspicions already. But because right then and there, she was she was in in the in the right spot, right? That she needed. Someone. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so so they went to Elorg, right? So they went to Elorg, and then she was she kept on saying, "Don't do this in Soviet Russia." In Soviet Russia, foreigners go in department building means crime so he's so Hank still insisted to go yeah. inside the, um, the, gov- the government building so, so you would think that she'll just you know 
you think that she'll she'll be gone, right? No, she just waited outside there, and I and I thought maybe she just waited there, or maybe he just told him, uh, maybe he just told her, okay, uh, Sasha, just wait here, just in case I might need you for something, I'll come get you. No, she just stayed there. Well, her role was to make sure that he doesn't interfere with any of their mm. Russian issues. He he didn't want her interfering. Well, she didn't want well, the Russian government, the KGB, didn't want him interfering with anything in Elon. He didn't he didn't want that. They didn't want they didn't like him from the, when he got off the plane. So yeah, he was being followed. And there was that aspect of him. Whether that's true or not is we'll see. But at the end of the day, he went to Elon, and then that guy was there, and see he he said, well, you know, you can. He pulled out his copy of Tetris, saying, "This is what I want to do for," and he said, "This is an illegal copy," and that's when he realized. So. Uh, so this guy, the uh, the head executive at Ilorg, is uh, is Oleg Stefan, being played by Nikolai Belikov, the boss of Nikita Efremov, who played Alexei Pachitno, who was the creator. So, so sorry, it's Oleg Stefan. Brilliant actors, the... these two. Yeah. yeah. So Nikolai Belikov is the name of the the actual character. But yeah, go on. Um, he. Yeah, and he he was obviously trying to. Well, his his eyes perked out when he was talking about this game called Tetris because he already made that deal with Howard Stein. What's this in Japan? And then that opened up a whole new can of work as to what's going on with this game. Um, you know, obviously he that's when he found out. Oh crap! Like even the home console rights is pirated. What the hell? You know, they, these rights are there. And then he looked at the contract, and that's when they discovered what a computer game was, and they had that little chat. Obviously, he was threatened. He was threatened. The, 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 actually, to be honest, it was an altercation because he threatened him, and he was very—he was, he wasn't even talking to him. There's a translation talking. Well, to him. according, uh, well, according to the boss of Elord, because they didn't, uh, to their point, they didn't license anything, anything mm. um, to anyone. So, uh, to Hank's uh, point, um, he did something. He made some deals. Uh, yeah. uh, with Microsoft, uh, and then he and he also spoke with uh, with Howard Stein about uh, about the license. So all mm. for all he knew, he was doing uh, he was doing the right thing. He was doing the right, right protocol as far, as much as mm. as much as being an American businessman goes, right? Yeah, but it's not it's a different thing with Russia. He was specific because right. he invited him to see him tomorrow, the next day, because he was like, no, no, like, you know, you could be, you because it's a pirate copy and all this, I could do this and that. But then he realized, and of course, Hank convinced him, saying, no, no, we could do this and do that. And then the next day he invited him around, and that's when that conversation happened, you know. And but to your point, Sir Raj, because, they, because all of this deal making, they're not really signing, any, we didn't see anything that they're, that they're signing any contracts or anything. Yeah. All, of the, all of this is just making like a verbal agreement. Uh, yes. Around this time, when they, so that's why when we when we go to Elorg, that's the first time we saw like an actual contract. Yeah. And with the contract, it said uh, there are some terms. Uh, there were some terms and definitions in there that uh, that uh, they're thinking that oh uh, that they're thinking oh the Russians might not be understanding the right context. They're agreeing mm. to this, not uh, not understanding what they have. And this is the Russians, guys. Uh, during the late eighties, like Sir Viraj mentioned, even if I if I, if we are in Soviet Russia, in Soviet Russia, if I create game, it is not my game. I earn nothing from game. All mm. money goes to Communist Party. Everything mm. goes to Mother mm. Russia. So because I don't make money from this because Russia was <laughs> isolated during that period because of the communist because of the idea yeah. that were capitals they didn't understand how lucrative something like tetris was and mm -hmm. at the same time they didn't understand video games in terms of home consoles they just thought computer games it's all on computers right that's what they thought 
and they were literally in the Stone Age, and that's when they realized it. And it was Hank Rogers when he had that meeting the next day with the chairman of Illog, who said, Well, what are you talking about? I'm like, What's the computer game you talk about? And he differentiated it all and goes, Right, well, maybe you should differentiate in your next contract what a home console is and a, what a computer is. A home console and a, and a computer is, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you know what? What's a good thing about this? Alexa is just chilling there, doing, doing yeah. nothing. And also, let's not forget all of, all of the the players in the game are in the same building, right? But in the same in different room. Yeah. So obviously, right? he kept him Stein there, and and, 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 and separate. Yeah, kept him separate because he realized Howard Howard Stein didn't wish it do, and it's only when he said, "I'll offer you royalties. I'll offer you this percentage of royalties." And how much is this really worth? You know, and, and it was it was actually Hank Rogers who told them, like, you know, this is really the potential for and like a million. Yes, yeah, and he was like, and he kept, and he kept leaving the room. He said, okay, you know, yeah, he kept like, going in the room and all that. And he was like, he went back. He to the is room. leaving the room because he wants to know how much the game really is something worth more than what the other person is saying. And then because, because each person is trying to downplay each other. <laughs> yeah, and then he went to Howard Stein and said, and he made Howard Stein re-sign that contract. Um, uh, uh, if he wants to have further discussion, that's basically but it. I, that screwed but him. To, but I need to read it overnight before I sign. <laughs> yeah, was, no, no, you're making it that. That was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> How it started been uh, uh, swindled the, the Russians, and the Russians will do whatever was. In the, so his job, the chairman Elog, was was to do what was best for the government to get the, what's the best deal for them. What can they get the most money for? So that's right. Mr. JDM, what were you going to say? I also. Before we forget as well, um, pe- people may be asking, how was this foreigner not from the Soviet Union was able to get into Soviet Union? So, in they've established that you can um, foreigners can come in in mm-hmm. Soviet, as Soviet Russia as tourists as long as you're not uh, natural born um, American, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because he was—he's actually Dutch. He's yeah, Dutch he, he was. Well, yeah, he, was, uh, he said he's then, Dutch, uh, who grew up in New York, who lives in Japan. <laughs> yeah. So it's <laughs> so a lot of runabout, runabout, which is the truth. Which is the truth. But he and it was funny yeah, because he and he and he met his wife in Hawaii. That's <laughs> it. But it, it, no, to, to JDM's point, um, he wasn't allowed to sort of go there to do business as well. He was there. He's meant to be. That's correct. That's the truth, and he was breaking the rules there. So he took a risk breaking these rules. But he, that's he, a crime. That is crime. Crime one. Yeah. Crime two. Stealing from Mother Russia. Crime three. <laughs> lying. So he, he <laughs> lying, but he he went there because. But then he the thing with Mother Russia is, or the guy, the chairman of Elog, is he realized this guy was an asset to him, and he helped him out with in regards to the treasure. So he knew that this guy Howard Stein had swindled him, or the Russians, by not telling the complete truth for years. So. He got him to sign that other contract, which is fair enough. And um, in the end, like it, it turned out like like there was, a, there was a conflict there, and he had to fly back to get the get the money from Nintendo. So obviously, not only did he have to leave, um, you know, but before that, I think he obviously met with Alexei, and he 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 bonded with the creator, and he tried to get him on board as well. Um, and he wasn't allowed to sort of fraternize with the Russians as well, yeah. um, which was another crime as well. He, they weren't allowed to keep yeah. him in because he was a foreigner. He should have stayed in the hotel. So obviously they don't want contamination from the outside world. I think that's what it was. Um, so this all, all, all of all of this is going on, but we keep forgetting another crucial part of the, of the plot here: the KGB. 
Yeah. So uh, what's the KGB doing uh, doing in the background while all of this is happening? So right. Obviously, obviously, there's the main guy. There's Sasha, who's basically the translator, works for the KGB, and he she works under this guy, and he's the most corrupt KGB. Alexi. Uh, no, no, that, that's not that's not the guy. Um, no. I think the guy is Igor Grabutsov. That's the actor. He's playing Valentin Trifonov. So yeah. he is the he's basically the main guy of the KGB, of the, uh, elect, of, of KGB on the electronic side of things. Yeah. Uh. So obviously he's he's warned off um, Hank. He's warned him off. He explains where he uh, he explains where he came from and all that shit and, and told him how it is etc. And he's warned off obviously Alexei to not meet with this guy and he's threatened him and his family as well inadvertent. His very his presence is threatening. So obviously. Oh my he, god. Uh, oh my! Oh my God! Like every yeah. time this guy is on, yeah. I think I'm saying <laughs> people should be at, should be at least walking with one less finger every time he, this yeah. guy is around. <laughs> every time he shows up, like like you know, like he keeps on making these idle threats, and I'm like, could, I mean, I I know I'm I know I'm already scared, right? I'm already scared. I'm already scared uh, of you, but you're not really doing anything. Yeah. You're not really, uh, you're, you're not really carrying out, uh, you're not really carrying out your threats. But at the same time, I don't want you to because I know you can. Yeah, <laughs> he's that kind of guy. He's just that very intense KGB, uh, KGB agent. The bit uh, like I said, that the bit where very he's good casting. House and he, he's talking to his kids and he drops the furniture and goes, "What's going to fall first? You know what he's suggesting by doing that while Alexei's there right? watching his kids. That's scary. So it doesn't. So gravity doesn't discriminate whether you're a small boy or a big boy. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everything falls at the same time, at the same mm. speed. Basically, what he's saying, I can, I can, I can put all of your boys, hang them over this, and drop them off if you keep screwing us. If, if yeah. it's, it's really sad because I was, I, I was waiting for that to happen. Actually, I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna <laughs> do it? No. <laughs> Obviously, they, they found out that he spent time with Hank because obviously they had the nightclub scene and they, they bonded over the yeah. game and Hank suggested put a, put this little code there where if you get more lines together, you get more points and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they bonded over programming and they became friends that, that little bit. And then he said, I'll come back for you. Yeah, right. He didn't believe in all this. Yeah. Um, and then there was something really gut-wrenching as to how Alexei was treated when obviously Hank had to fly back to see Nintendo yep. to, get, to get their checkbooks out to come come with him to Russia and that was a, that's a really nice part but yeah. it's how his, his family was evicted from his house because he was in league yeah. with the, uh, this guy the, the KGB yeah. kicked his house and they treated him like crap because of this and that was really yeah. heartbreaking because it oh you know, you, and the and the and the Russian embassy in Tokyo don't forget about that yeah Threat and they threatened yeah. me and the kids dramatized they threatened his wife that that sort of thing where they also, they did. They, also, Sasha seduced him in it, or was trying to sort of. Yeah. They took pictures right. of him and walking holding some roses or something. <laughs> and stuff like Go that. home. We have pictures. Yes. <laughs> Sasha, no. And, Sasha, no. And, and by the way, in the movie, me. it's me, Sasha. <laughs> but how about me, Sasha? But then he he she obviously tried to seduce him and said, and he was like, I've got a wife. So it showed that the man yeah. was honourable, to his wife. Yeah. So honourable man. He's an honorable man, and if the, and, I, and and then I said if, if the KGB is not going to kill this guy, his wife will. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> wife in the end, so he got no reason to kill him. And yeah, his wife was probably more upset with him missing the daughter's place. That that was part of it. He was so emaciated. Yeah. The concert, yeah. Still, he, he sacrificed his family. You know, his daughter yeah. was trying to sort of had a school play, 
and he yeah. missed it all because of this thing. He missed out yeah. on all that, and he came home yeah. obviously rushing and all that, and obviously he missed the play and lost he everything. Kids, he yeah. said, I don't give a shit. He can he will be other players. Obviously, the daughter, you know, she obviously forgave him years from now, I guess, but it it was painful, you know, and that, that's what it cost, you know, to, to do this. There's a level of sacrifice, you know, and his wife. You know, at the time, didn't probably didn't understand. I called him an asshole or whatever the way he behaved, etc. But you know, a lot was at stake. The house was at on stake because of this loan he'd taken. He really needed to, to get this Tetris game deal go through for the, with Nintendo, and obviously gra- he grabbed the guys and got them to get their passports and their checkbooks and got them to fly back to make this deal. And they obviously, um, you know, uh, Max. That, and, that, and that was a dead, that was a deadline because apparently the head of the KGB is making some backhanded. With Microsoft, with, with Microsoft for four million. Well, they were trying to uh, highball each other, but the agreed price was four million for Tetris, uh, yeah. video game rights, and the handheld rights. Mm. Then the head guy in Elorg, uh, thinking that okay, out of everyone here, I think Hank is the only honorable guy out of all of the greedy sort of well, bitches he, here. Well, he offered them the best deal. He, 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 he's only, the yeah. best deal. Yeah. He offered the Russians the better deal, the fairest deal, which was... Better deal. He offered them money, but he offered the them... The better, fair deal. He offered them royalty. He offered the royalty. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And but then, then again, so... so, the, uh, so But then again, so... Uh, just to make sure that everything... Uh, but because there's still this looming deal coming from the KGB, he, uh, so the boss of Elorg took, the, uh, took Hank out out of the back door, mm. saying that okay, um, you you need to make a better, uh, you need to go home, make a better deal, and tell your uh, tell your friends in the come here, come here mm. with your uh, uh, with the money, offer this much, you only have a week, yeah, mm. and then uh, and then some of the and then the KGB found out about that uh, that uh, backdoor deal that they made, mm. and then. Oh, yeah. The boss of Elorg approached mm. Alexei. I'm, I'm missing the timeline here, but yeah. eventually the boss of Elorg went straight to Alexei. The boss of Elorg says, um, "I know, uh, I know there are a lot of pe- uh, there are a lot of people trying to play us, but for the sake of uh, for the sake of every uh, for the sake of fairness, for the sake of goodwill, for the sake of what's decent, um, give this to uh, just give this letter of intent." Yes, yes, I'm right. To uh, yeah. this letter of intent to uh, to Hank. Because at this time, Hank lost everything, all of all of the video game rights and handheld rights. Mm. To his understanding, he lost everything, so he doesn't have anything. Yeah. Uh, he went home, uh, got an argument with the wife, uh, missed the uh, missed his concert, so he's, he's all done in dumps. He's, he's drinking. Uh, let's say you delightful son of a bitch. So <laughs> so he so he has a letter of intent, uh, and there and there's there and the only one and the only working fax machine that he could access. Um, he's trying. He was trying to do this rope and dope shit, um, <laughs> uh, tricking everyone that he started the fire. Everybody else yeah. went outside, take out the fire extinguisher, go straight to the room, fax it, fax the uh, fax the letter immediately as fast yeah. as he could. That goes to Hank. Yeah. <laughs> Hank. Hank gets the letter and also the secret message saying that. Uh, the KGB and the Microsoft, they don't have any, uh, they don't have any solid agreement yet. No money has been, no money has been exchanged yet. You can still, uh, you can still make it. You can still, uh, you can still make a better deal. Come, uh, come here with Nintendo to settle the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your guys. So they, so they come here, Minoru Arakawa and <laughs> Howard Lincoln for all we know, right? So, yeah. 
So, so Hank goes to Nintendo while they were having a meeting. They found out that Atari, uh, Atari was uh, was able to reverse engineer the NES mm. through Tengen. Yeah, the Tengen name. Uh, yeah, and and they said so. Basically, Hank uh, Hank was saying that there's uh, all of all of the licensing has not been finalized because the Russians not allowing anyone. All of all of the hula baloo that we're getting is just. It's just buzz noise without any yeah. without any final contract. But he has a letter. But he has a letter of intent coming from Alexei and then boss from Elord convinces Howard Lincoln and Minoru to head to Russia. And then and it, it was quite fun because when the KGB found out he's back and he has friends, <laughs> <laughs> he's back and he has friends. So yeah. everybody. So and around this time. All of the all of the KGB spies who were tailing Alexei, they were all recalled, head straight to Elord, just to make sure that, that the deal doesn't happen. Yeah, mm. and then you got uh, and then you got Howard Stein, and then you got Kevin Maxwell, Maxwell. also in the building. Yeah, and then all of the KGB agents are trying to re- uh, and, the, and then the KGB agents trying to rush in just to make sure that Nintendo doesn't get the deal. Yeah. Uh, go ahead to Raj. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Yeah, there's, there's so many aspects you can get the chronologic chronolo- chronology of mixed up as to what exactly happened. And yes, he had to go back. And yes, he was browbeaten and he thought he'd lost the deal. And then all because of Alexa sending that fax illegally, shall we say. But, and that's what that's what actually got him evicted because he did that. That was what was his house because yeah. the KGB knew, uh, which was sad. And, um, you know, he, he then got the, um, he then broke into the Nintendo meeting and they, they got. They oh, got you know him. what? You know, you know what? That, uh, to your point, Sir Garage, Nora Arakawa says in Howard Lincoln, why should we believe you? Why should we believe this guy? It's because he's the only guy who gets nothing out of it. That's correct. The, the, on, the only person who created the game gets nothing out of it. All of yeah. the million dollars that people, the creator, gets yeah. In, yeah. in theory and, and out of practical applications, he gets nothing else deals. But regardless of Microsoft getting the deal, whether it's Nintendo getting the deal, whether it's Hack getting the deal, whether it's uh, Howard Stein getting the deal, Alexei, he made the game. But yeah. this is communist Russia. Yeah. This is it, yeah, so it doesn't matter. So he obviously... He obviously went to went there, and there's that there's that Mexican stand. I won't say a Mexican standoff. Obviously, <laughs> Robert Maxwell comes Mexican around. Mexican standoff. Because yeah. let's not forget, we forgot one little bit, which is his son Kevin tried to make it, trying to sort of sell encyclopedias because they had this attitude that the yeah. Russians don't. The Collier and they, the Collier Yeah, Robert Maxwell had this because uh, because <laughs> because they keep on saying that because because they don't want capitalism to invade Russia at this point, which I, which, which at the time is already too late anyway. Because they cannot really, uh, because they because they don't want money to be involved. Mirror Software through Robert Maxwell will give the publishing rights of their color encyclopedia. The Russians, yeah. Yeah. the Russians will agree to give the arch, uh, the video with the video game rights and the handheld rights to Microsoft. Yeah. Mm. So there's no money involved. So it's just one thing for another. The Russians think that we 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 should suppose uh, we should supposed to be getting a little bit more yeah, out of yeah. this deal. Uh, the way uh, the way Howard Stein is making a big deal out of it, the way uh, Hank Rogers is making a big a big deal out of it, with Tetris being uh, being almost like five uh, more more than a million already at this point. So why should we settle for encyclopedias? 
but we should yeah. be getting a little bit more than that. But the flip side of the coin is also that uh, obviously Robert Maxwell's is in league with the KGB agent on the slide. Uh, yeah. so, so Robert Max, so Robert Maxwell was keep saying I'm friends with Gorbachev. With Gorbachev. So 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 in that regard. I should be friends with the KGB as well. Yeah. But no, it's not the case. <laughs> no, but well, saying that he he tried to make a deal with the KGB guy by trying to get trying to get him to push the head of Elog to make the deal. Well, trying to push him to make, yeah. to make get them yeah. to make a deal with for Tetris with them. That's what it was, and that's why you see that scene where he got rough, roughed up because of it. Now, reality of situ situation uh, is the uh, only violent the only violence uh, <laughs> scene that we got just a punch in the eye off screen though. Off screen. Off screen. Off screen. Oh, yeah. Off screen. Yeah. I saw that Maxwell trying to sort of, um, you know, push his sort of agenda across. And obviously, it gets to the point where, okay, the deal is sort of. How can you have Russians? How can you have Russians in the movie and all you got is just a punch? Well, <laughs> it's just a punch in the eye and it's off screen. It is off screen. <laughs> and let's not forget, there's also a Gorbachev. movie. <laughs> Gorbachev was also in this film, and you see the bit there yeah. where the. KGB agent is there, and even Gorbachev suspects this guy's. That's body. a cameo. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't even think that was Gorbachev at first. That was obviously part. That's obviously <laughs> dramatizing there just for fun. It's obviously not part of the main story, but I thought that was really interesting. You know, Gorbachev thought this guy's really dodgy, and uh, I think, yeah. he, he, and he was dodgy. He wanted, um, he wanted a piece of that cake, which is why he was always for the Maxwells because Maxwell had paid the KGB head off, yeah. so, and he yeah. sort of basically had him say, "Okay, you got to make the deal with these guys because of the way it should be." But obviously. The head of Elog was like, no, these guys are offering us fucking peanuts and it's not good for the country. What's wrong with this guy? And he was obviously bought and sold. He was obviously corrupt the KG back because there was something in it for him. And that's why he wanted to make the deal with Nintendo and Hank Rogers because it made sense. It was stupid. And it's a kid's movie. Yeah. It's a kid's movie, It's still a kid's movie. With all of the with all of the communism, the capitalism, all of the backstay uh the backstabbing, all of the idle threats. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. We want to keep PG thirteen. We still want to keep PG thirteen. Mommy, what's communism? There's also that scene where it, 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 he he in the film is rated a 15 here in the UK, so I'll get up right now. So yeah, kids movie, right? Um, but there is that scene where you know the bit where they make the deal with the Russians, and then Mac Maxwell comes in there, and they're, they're having a big argument over it. Uh, and I can offer you this, this, and this. Like, well, where's the money? Give me the money. And then that's when he realizes you're broke. You ain't got shit. You ain't got nothing. <laughs> You have money on me. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not broke. He just doesn't have the money right now. Right now. There's a there's a difference. You know the money. And then um, <laughs> they come after him. And then he obviously there's a bit where Max was like, "Go, go get them. I want. I need Tetris." And then the other guy's like, "Okay, but what do I get? Like, I'll give you this." He made a deal with the KGB agent, saying, "Okay, you know, some whatever bullshit it was, some bullshit deal he made." But obviously, the KGB agent went after them. When they were obviously they made the deal, they got the paperwork. They're running for the airplane, and the rest is history. That was that was obviously oh, drama. Oh, hang on, the chase scene. Explain yeah, the chase scene first. <laughs> There's a chase scene. I need that. I oh my god! If I hear like, and I keep saying, if I if I hear, I need a hero again. One of these movies, God. <laughs> so at first, I need a hero was played in Japanese, in Japanese, and then during the chase scene, they're uh, they're singing, they're playing. I need a hero in Russian. <laughs> yeah. Go on ahead. Uh, so, how, so how did so how did they handle the chase scene? I mean, it was, it was 
it was obviously dramatized and it, like it's funny how you see like <laughs> you see the vice president the president of nintendo america in a car chase running to the airport and that's how it is with the kgb right i'm like i'm like so i'm saying to these guys oh my god the, the, the executives of nintendo are on the run with the kgb on their tail what the exactly. fuck is happening? Yeah, exactly, and then also the cars crashing against buildings. You see little yeah. pixel sprites and things like that flying out. Just to dramatize and, it, and, and, um, and the driver was Alexei, right? The driver was Alexei, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it's funny. Alexei, you lovable, you delightful son of a bitch. I love you, Alexei. You know, how did you know to learn to drive like? Yeah. Oh, no, no. What, what, uh, the question was, how did, how did you know where we were? And he said, I just did what I... Uh, what was it? What did he say? What? what would i would not do mm. you know like that saying what would jesus do what would i would not do mm. what would the that was that? Pope do or something like yeah. well you know what <laughs> oh, oh oh hang on um so 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 they were they were about to, so they so they were uh, they were already at the airport right and so minora arakawa howard lincoln and uh, and uh, Hank Rogers and Alexei was already. Uh, they were already, they reached the, they reached the airport. They were, they already signed the deal, five million dollars, right, uh, for the handheld uh, for the video game rights and the arcade rights for Tetris. Mm-hmm. However, they're not necessarily in the clear yet unless they leave Moscow. So they're trying to uh, so they're trying to find the next flight out of Russia. It doesn't have to be anywhere. It, it just no. It just has to be anywhere. Just as long as they get out, right. Mm-hmm. So he's saying to Alexei. Come with us, and he says no. I need I need to stay here because you know he still has his life here. And but what funny was uh, Hank was about to hug him, and then Alexi and, and then Alexi said, no, no, no. This is no time for American emotion. Yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> you should go. So and then we hear and then we hear the, uh, the then we hear the announcement. Uh, the flight for uh, the flight for Zurich is is almost boarding. But there's also a flight going to Tokyo, yeah. So the KGB, thinking that there's a, uh, thinking that they're going to uh, the Nintendo headquarters at Tokyo, head to the Tokyo plane, bait and switch. Son of a son of a gun, right? Mm. So they thought that they're in the Tokyo flight, but no, they're they're <laughs> you know, uh, the Nintendo execs and Hank Rogers were inside the plane going to Zurich, mm. and they're already and, they're, and then they're already gone. So. They came, uh, so they came out of the uh, they came out of the tarmac and then look was waiting. My girl Sasha, trying to get even for being told being a whore. How dare you! <laughs> wow, you know and, it, it, he called her a slut as well, didn't he? That's why he got busted. Uh, I think that's what, yeah. Although, and what's weird to me? No, no, no. I mean, what's weird to me? She was like she, she was teary eyed when she was pointing the gun at him yeah. because, to her mind, what she's still doing is for the uh, for the communist belief yes, of, of Russia. Well, this guy is trying to uh, is trying to uh, trying to downplay communism as a whole and mm. uh, trying out capitalism for the first time. To her, it's like it's like betraying everything what she believes in. Mm. So that's why, and I'm like so. Because I, because I was thinking, why she, why she, why does she look like she, like she wants to cry? It's it's sad because on on in that, in that regard, like he was always preaching about okay, this is what's best for the fatherland to her, and he he was found to be corrupt because he want he knew yeah. that the Soviet Union was collapsing, so yeah. he was one of the rats that was jumping off the ship, wanted to get a loop of money, so his yeah. his you know, he'd, he'd be safe. 
because he, he knew about how regime coming from. See, she yeah, was because what, if he, because the communism if communism falls, then all of them are out of the job. That's right. Mm -hmm. But he he betrayed basically the country, betrayed, mm -hmm. and he he deserved what he got because he was in it. For, and I like the fact that there was a twist at the end. Though you think he's on the plane, but he's the wrong plane. You know, and they've obviously he's in the wrong plane. I know. He, I already knew. He, I already knew he was on the wrong plane. It, 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 it's always that bait and switch. But I, I like that. It, was, it had a happy ending because obviously they flew, and eventually he, Alexei, joined them, and he, he did good by him. He said, "Look, I can," and that's true. That's actually really heartwarming. Hey, Hank Rogers didn't have to do anything. He, he got what he wanted, but he thought, "No, this is the original creator of this game. He, he should get something." Yeah. He shipped his family, not only him but his wife and his kids, and he. Started off uh, help them. He the sent him, so he right. sent him a box of Game Boy with Tetris. Yeah. The back of the the back of the box plane ticket yeah. going to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. and I think he and didn't realize that there's... there was a ticket, right? He didn't realize that there was a like a plane ticket at, at the back. In, at the back. But it, it's such a wonderful story because you know all the good guys win, all the bad guys lost. Well, <laughs> you know. Because you know what happened to Maxwell. At the end of the credits, you see what happened to him. You know, and obviously he he was getting done for supposedly uh, mis his mystery death with Robert Maxwell. Mystery death, my ass. Well, he he has I, I, my, my suspicion the the Russians got to him first. You think they got to him first? Well, he he had embezzled like lots of money, like nine hundred million pounds worth of yeah. pensions and company. There'd been a lot of that. So he what well, the investigation there was some on, there was, was a, there there was some foreshadowing of it in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he and and, and then even him and before that even happened, him and Howard Stein had that beef. Let's talk about that because he's like, "You're all." Oh thieves. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You're working for thieves, and then Kevin, and then Kevin, and then Howard got a little bit. Uh, oh, uh, so our our guy Howard Stein, who uh, who played Arnim Zola in the Captain America yeah. Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah. To, to all of you guys there. Um, so he, so he's playing Howard uh, Howard Stein. So. He got the first blood. Uh, first blood. He got the first punch out of Kevin. <laughs> then Kevin tried to punch him, but he but he's, he's small, right? He was able to evade Kevin's punch, and then yeah, uh, they got a little bit of a It was an honest try. Yeah, yeah. and and then on the background you have the Maxwell Senior who was busy. Looking at the documents, right? do, 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 yeah, doing all yeah. the contracts. He was yeah. even able to. He's doing nothing. He he evaded some of action because when they're like going on around, he was able to side do a side step to avoid being get <laughs> avoid getting hit by the by his but, son and the. I think that's what he realized. He has to go to. That was obviously that happened before they went back to Russia, and he knew he had to go to Russia. Yeah, yeah. there I, I prepared the jet. We're going to Moscow. Yeah, <laughs> Ben <laughs> uh, Gorbachev's my friend. We'll we'll get this, you know. And obviously, he it turned out he was dodgy as well. He's corrupt. He, he, obviously, his son Kevin thought, okay, maybe my father has contact. Now his father was, you know, he was just as corrupt as any of them. He he just threw money at these people and thought, get it done, which is wrong. And Gorbachev, remember, he, there's that meeting where he has with Gorbachev where he visits. Gorbachev goes, no, I'm trying to sort my country out. I'm not, you know, a businessman or a politician. Got things to do. You know, I'm not interested in these rights for this game. I'm not going to get in that. That's basically yes, what it's all about video games, right? So why why are these two uh, coming to me just because yeah. of a video game? Yeah, that's what he was thinking. He's like, what is this crap? You know, get out of here. And then obviously that's when he sort of realized that there's a dodgy KGB agent. Also, that's dramatizing. That probably never going to happen. But I'm glad what happened. I'm glad that 
you know, the good guys got what, what they got in the end. And eventually Nintendo, you know, to be fair, it was all because of Hank Rogers. Nintendo got the rights. Yeah. You know, Hank wanted to be with them, they got it. And that's why, you know, that yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, so I, and I, and I, and I said that where was, where was Atari and where was Sega and all of this. Yes. And then I took a back step saying, if we put Atari side of things, Sega's side of things here, it will only make things more complicated. I mean, the, the story was so they, so they all, so the, yeah, so they only focus more on the Nintendo side of things. Yeah, well, Nintendo Mirosoft, because they, you know, that was the, the people who were the original of the Russian government, and that was enough. And even people listening to this podcast, I'm going, going this film is really complex from all the aspects that we've spoken about. But <laughs> it's honestly, a kid's movie, guys. <laughs> it's a movie, but it's not as complicated as we make it out, because because we've seen it, there's so much going on, we've forgotten the chronology of what really happened exactly. And there's yeah. so many scenes, and we've had to backtrack, so forgive us if we sound like we've convoluted something, yeah, but... It is, a, it is a film with a lot of plot twists, a lot of turns, and there's a lot of people's agendas in this, and there's a lot that's happening. That's true. Like, there you go. Like, kind of like Game if of you don't, uh, So yeah. if you don't know the situation between communism and capitalism, yeah. if you don't know... Uh, so you need... You also... If you need to also understand what are the motivations of each character here, whether it's communism or capital you also need to uh, you know you also need to understand what the business minds of all the parties involved nintendo mirosoft andromeda and bulletproof software you also need to understand the meaning of sacrifice mm -hmm. compromise and knowing your self-worth if you are the inventor of something it's only natural to be competent for your work mm -hmm. but in an environment where that your that all of the all of the byproducts, all of the services are all meant for the state. Mm -hmm. So you, you also need to understand. And so you, you, there, are a lot, there's a lot, there are a lot of things to understand about this to fully appreciate how uh, how things are going for. And, and, and until you do, it's, it's, so, it's so confusing just listening, to, uh, just listening to us guys talk about this movie in such a mixed up roundabout ways. But if you just understand on how on how people are reacting, on, on how they are supposed to, uh, on how they were portraying each in their characters, their motivations, and why they're doing this, and why they're doing that. But you'll understand why we are so giddy about this movie. I mean, there are so many things I can relate to. I mean, let's take the relationship I have with you. So, I mean, one thing that you guys at home don't realize, well, obviously we talk about these things, and I've started off my own little side business as a sole trader, selling, buying and selling video games. I got so Joe to design the logo for my company and I've actually got a, a 3D one that I've made for real. He did this on Photoshop Ooh. and I thought let's create a, a 3D lighting system so you got a light, it lights up and everything. So, you know, so Joe did this to me. He, he actually created this. Really, he should have the intellectual property rights, but um, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have it. I've actually obviously got this thing here and it's a small startup that in, I'm doing. In, in Mother Russia, I only create stuff <laughs> for, for, for not, not for profit. Go for profit. Out of, sheer, out, of sheer, out of sheer friendship in Mother Russia. But he, he, like in many respects, so Joe is my Alexei. You know, he created this. I'm the Hank, Hank Rogers guy. I'm the one who's going to get the money. And I'm also using this to sort of put on my, my stand when I go to the market to say, hey, this is what I'm trading on and this is what I'm selling, you know? Um, oh, so. to serve her at this point, I didn't really create that logo per se. I just came up with the I just came up with the original design and he has yeah. someone who has a better Photoshop program than me. Oh yeah, well, this is it. So, 
<laughs> I didn't really create that thing. I just came up with the original design, and then he found someone with a better Photoshop. Well, I I, I asked a number of people to do it, and I said, right, there's a little competition. Here. Gets a gets a gets a thumbs up from me. That's the award. I couldn't do it because I, I couldn't do it because I because I don't have a I don't have a good Photoshop no, application. All I, said, all I said was just put. Just put the, this, just write this in Sega font and write this in Nintendo font. That's it, and you could do it. And they did it. And it's, that's it. It's, it's, it's really nice. I think. Um, but it's it's it's. I got a three D printer guy and asked him to do it as well. And the three D printer guy did it. And I actually gave my friend. And the only reason, and the only reason why Virat wanted the design to be like he likes the Sega blue colors to be on top of the red Nintendo one. That's right. That's right. Although my friend. <laughs> My friend said it should be the other way around, but I'm like, no, this actually looks better in my opinion. Because he's a, because he's a Sega guy, so the blue colors should be on top. Most of the stuff I sell is Nintendo, but I think that really is more eye-cat. Mm -hmm. yeah. It looks better this way around than the other way around. Not because I'm a Sega yeah. guy, per se. You know, uh, to me, someone's actually said the games would be better in Sega font because A, E, S, and G is all in, is, is in Sega anyway. The M would have been like the thing that links it together. But I said, well, no, I don't want. But Bygone just looks weird with Nintendo's logo. I think do it this way because it, it's. And then we eventually settled. They reversed it, and then they come up with the final mm -hmm. design. This one captures it more than the other because we did it. We did it the other way. I'm thinking this one grips you more because of this. And this I, I point is, I, I I'm the, I'm the only one here who gains nothing from this. Yes, <laughs> 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 you gain nothing. Old Hank Rogers. I'm the only one who gets, who gains nothing out of this film. This is well, this is an example <laughs> out of, of nothing out of this. This is well, this is an example of how this film sort of relates to me. Now, this is one example. You know, I, I got someone to help me, but he gains nothing out of it. He did it out of the goodness of his heart. You know, I really thank you for it. thank you. But um, you know, th there's many aspects of this film, not just the collaboration. People of do different cultures, and they both had this love of programming and assembly and making games and things like that. Um, but it's it's about it goes beyond that where he wanted to support him. He wanted to support him, and they became friends. You know, going to the club together and you know, how how they connect. And I think there's something really from one about. programmer to another. Yeah, they bonded yeah. over that. But that 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 and, really and, 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 and Sir JDM can also relate to that. Oh, are you are you programming in C or Pascal? No, but things go run smoothly if you go with basic programming. Yeah. There you go. Or, How about Sergei? Yeah. So there, there you go. So there, there is that. In, in, also in the movie, the I think it's uh, Hank uh, had the idea to wipe out all the um, yes blocks, uh, so, right? He had the idea. Yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently, so to Sergei Dan's point, what he's trying. So on the original Tetris game, Alexei designed the blocks in parentheses put together yeah, yeah. So yeah. parentheses uh, yeah. open close parentheses to be a square and then with and then with the basic shapes that we know Tetris. however with alexis design every time these blocks uh fall off altogether it will only it will only erase one single line right. and and hank says why not why not can we make it faster uh, why not we can make it maximum of four lines and that's the idea alexei did a, uh did change the program and lo and behold, four lines disappeared, and then the board updated, mm. which became the Tetris that we know now. Yeah, right. I mean, it's 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 just it's, it is a show that shows how collaboration can you know sort of make something yeah. better. It was his idea, but he made it better. Um, you know, and, and they're both programmers geeking out and, and finding yeah. ways. To and and the good thing in that bit as well, because um, they Hank asked Alexi to. If he can sit, uh, if he can play the game, right? 
then he noticed that it's only this single line that's going to be uh, eliminated right he had the idea to change the code to change it to four lines instead of one but what he did is he gave he gave the idea but he made alexi do it mm-hmm. he made okay i give you idea you go ahead and do your work so that's some i mean that's Hank could have honorable. said okay because, yeah yeah he could have said okay because i made your game better than i did true But no, uh, credit where credit is due, and knowing how Alexei screwed over eventually with this deal anyway, so there was still some honor giving all of the credit to Alexei, Alexei. despite all of the the money and the and the dealership going on left. Mm, definitely, and then Hank did take the risks. Did take all the risks to bring this game to the West, and, and credit to him. Um, but yeah, I, I truly think it is it is a wonderful film that um, is, is accessible to many uh, people or teenagers. I would say 15 plus is the rating for it, and I think that people should see this film if they're looking for something different. I've never seen a film quite like this with so many twists and turns, and the fact that this is based on the true story is, is marvelous and remarkable. You know. Um, It, it it has something for everyone. I say this film. Um, apart from, I mean, I suppose it is a love story between Hank and Alexei. I guess <laughs> the bromance, uh, a bromance, bro, bromance, yeah, yeah. bromance. How they they bonded. That's the sort of the love you see the recreate. And he, he's a fan of his. Hank is a fan of this. He wanted to bring him to the West because he knew this. This is the Tetris can't be the only only golden goose this guy could. Learn. Many other ideas he had, and he did have loads of other ideas that were very great. Not as successful as Tetris, obviously. He made a lot of bits of puzzle, games, which names I, I deliberately. Think. But um, hey, listen, it is what it is, and um, it's it's a shame that Alexei didn't get a penny. But, hey, that's life and injustice. At least he got out of Russia. At least he got to yeah. take his family to the West and live a better life, rather than you know living under that communist state where his potential was truly capped. You know. Um, and he was being watched, and he wasn't treated with respect as to what he had created. You know, he was he was truly a genius when it came to what he made. You know, Tetris is you know a game that anyone can. The simplicity of Tetris. I like mm-hmm. to um, I like to believe that Hank did offer him at least a portion of the portion of the money that he received. Uh, uh, aside from uh, uh, aside from uh, aside from you know uh, sending Hank, them to Los Angeles. Hank redeemed himself because he did good by getting his family set up in the United States. He did good by doing that, by extending that olive branch, and shipping his family so they could live a comfortable, better life for him and his kids. They could live a good life in in the West. Because what what future did his wife and his two children have in in Soviet Russia? With the, especially with the collapse of the the Soviet Union, because they, they were struggled. Like when Boris Yeltsin, they were sleeping on a mat. They were sleeping on a mattress. Yeah. That's they it. They were sleeping on a mattress. That's it. On on a. Uh, Like on an abandoned building, I think. Yeah, and it could have been worse. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. it could have been worse. I was expecting worse when they said, "Oh, we're uh, we're shipping you out." Mm. The Russians said this. Oh, mm. uh, you're getting you're getting shipped out to where? This is KGB. That could that could mean anything. Mm. Mm. So I suppose to, to, to conclude, we've pretty much covered up all the covered all the bases, I think, but. It, it truly is a. It's just a video game adaptation. So I remember you, you said before this video started, somebody mentioned how this isn't really a true video game movie. It's more of a, a biopic, a docudrama. Yeah. Is that yeah. what we call it? A, a biopic docudrama? Because it's obviously a, yeah. uh, it tell, it's a snippet of of Hank Rogers' life. It's a snippet of all these characters involved in this drama as to how Tetris got got its way to the West. And it is a is a story that deserve that needed to be told. I was shocked when I watched it for the first time. I was amazed. Obviously. 
a good proportion of it you can work out yourself what is dramatized but the whoever has it really is a story about you know the ip rights of this game you know and how rights how, how that works and it also talks about how you throw russia into the game you're like okay that changes you throw the greed of, of some people it's that's weird so so it's, it's all right one of the, so got a comment here uh, so be, so we got a comment here i um for some reason I can, i'm having some difficulty sharing the screen but i just uh, i just put it his comment in the chat so it's coming from our uh, one of our dear friends Sir Carlo. So he wouldn't. So he did say, "I wouldn't call it a movie based on a video game. It is mm-hmm. more of a biographical movie on how Hank Rogers got the Tetris license from Russia." For me, yeah, uh, it is more about Hank and Alexei rather than Tetris itself. Truth to be told, no one can really make a movie about Tetris. There's no story on that game per se. Mm. However. The backstory on how it got abroad is different, or rather, a more interesting story to tell. Yes, I agree. It's a very good movie, but not a good video game-based movie. Your thoughts, General? Well, is it? Look, it, uh, I suppose it's not conventionally a video game-based movie like, say, the Mario Brothers movies. It's not these blocks have personality <laughs> that are coming down. It's a puzzle game. Um, but yes, it's a docudrama. But it is. It is. Base it is what I, I would call it a video game movie because it is to do with video games. It's to do with yeah. Tetris as a video game and, and how it came there. Um, it, yes, it's not in the same format as traditional video game movies are, but it still is a video game movie in my. Um, so yes, I agree and I disagree with that point. I'm somewhere in the middle with with that because I, I, I get your point and what you're trying to say. Um, but yeah, it is is a docudrama. It's a docudrama about a video game as opposed to a video game story yeah. being. Um, so I, I get what you're trying to say. Um, yeah. That being said. It is a. It is um. The content of this this film is quite mature. You know, it does. It doesn't talk down to its audience. You, you're left thinking, watching this film, what's going to happen next? Is this guy really going to do this? Is he going to Russia? He's going to go there. What, is he seriously going to go to the Elog building when she told him that he should, he's not going to come out? You know, stuff like this. <laughs> it's like really, and you're questioning this guy, and you're questioning his motives, and you're questioning everyone's motives, and that's what's enthralling about this film. It's exciting movie. You know, it's not not to say that. All these other video game movies haven't been exiting. I'm sure there are aspects in that. Oh, but this is a very thought-provoking film. And at the very core of it, you're wondering, you know, is this guy going to prevail at the end? Obviously, you know that the story, the conclusion is Tetris. <laughs> you're wondering, it's not so much the what, it's the how. How is this going to happen? Um, so I, I really like this film. And I think the only downside of this for me is that it was it's exclusive on Apple. There's no other way you can see it. You have to watch it on Apple TV because it was made by mm. them. So obviously... I would say to those who haven't watched it that this is an essential video game where it's a docudrama, but you should watch it. Um, if you're like me, and I think so Joe, J- JDM can vouch from knowing me that as long as they have, which is for me, it's not so much about playing the video game with me, it's like the history of the game. What, what went into yeah. this device? You know, how was it made? How does it work? It's the how. So if you're like me, an investigative individual who wants to know, you know, how did they make something like this? What went into this? Who was responsible for the chipset? Who did the software? Who did the GUI? Who did this? How did this happen? How did we get it? Why is our version like this? Why did that, that happen? Who was responsible for this? And you're always inquisitive. For the inquisitive person, for the curious person, this is a film you should see. But I also think that it's a film that you should see because it will enlighten you in regards to history and how things were and how things are today. And it, it definitely shaped the, the handheld video game landscape. And this, you know, it definitely is a story about this thing as much as it is about the game that came with and what, 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 what they saw in terms of the potential and why it became so... You know, I, I really, I really love this film. Now, I looked at the ratings for this just now on IMDb. 
and I'm going to compare it to another video game which came out this year, which we also reviewed on this channel, and that was the uh, Super Mario Brothers, which um, you know so, some people really loved, some people thought, okay, it's okay. We didn't say it was a bad film. I think it's very for what it is, but um, it currently. You know, the Mario Brothers movie, Super Mario Brothers movie, currently ranks at 7.1 out of 10 on IMD, whereas Tetris ranks at 7.4, okay? So, you know, there's there's something to be said about that, you know, when when, when Tetris is actually rating higher than the Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers movie, which was, as you know, a phenomenal success. It grossed over a billion, you know, yes. it did very well. Um, but if, so what I'm trying to say is, it's if you like the Mario Brothers movie and you're happy with the quality of that, I, I can promise you this is going to be a much, much more if you're an adult, if you're an adult, obviously it's not for kids. If you're an adult and you want something that's going to make you think you love video games and how things, this is a film that I think that you definitely, you know, I hope you, I hope you, I mean, I know there's those of you who've seen it or whatever in the comment section. Um, how about, uh, how about Sir JDM? Uh, what can you, uh, what are your thoughts in regarding Sir Carlos? Uh, Sir Carlos. Mm. Um, regarding the movie being, uh, not, not, a, not, not a very good movie, but not necessarily a good video game. Do you agree? For me, it's, it's it's a good movie, but I don't consider it as a video. Uh, uh, no, uh, it's a good movie for me, but I don't um, categorize it as a video game movie with the likes of um, Super Mario Brothers because I think uh, most maybe Filipinos are getting a notion that oh, it's a Tetris game, but it doesn't look like Tetris. It could have been like a different. Um, for example, you have um, the movie Pirates of Silicon Valley, which is a story of um, uh, those guys who who had um, those guys who were selling computers, right? You yeah, Steve got Steve Jobs, and Steve yeah. Jobs, and Bill Gates. Yeah. It's people are saying that it's a Steve, it's a Steve Jobs biopic, but no, for me. It, not because you also have uh, um, other people. Um, what's that? Uh, what's his name? Um, Steve Wozniak, right? Yeah. Um, that was Steve, uh, who was Steve Jobs' partner. You also have Bill Gates. So it was entitled Pirates of Silicon Valley because they they were the like the key players during that time when during the time of IBM, Microsoft, and Apple, right? And the computer so, boom. Yeah, the yeah the computer boom. Then, so what I like in this movie is it's a biopic, but it's not in uh, documentary style because um, it's a different uh, genre. Because the documentary style, you only have the narrator um, uh, explaining the timeline. Then you also have like interviews or interviews from the yeah. um, characters, right? Um, from mm. the so so if you watch the movie you can see that um hank rogers was um one of the executive producers right so all of those yeah. um i read that uh, hank rogers intended the the theatrics in the movie like the car chases the like the other parts of the movie they were just added to get a movie effect something like that but most of them have, but they they just um, romanticize everything to make it uh, like a movie um, experience, and yeah, that's it. I think I think they said that. I would say uh, with this, this movie, uh, sorry, sorry, with this movie, in regarding with Sir Carlos, Sir Carlos' point, 
So I'm trying to compare it with with Sonic and Mario in that regard because with, with the Sonic uh, with, with the first Sonic movie, they didn't really went with the, uh, the Sonic lore 100. They made Sonic go to the real world and have it be human. Mm. It's not necessarily so. If you're going if you're going to base that kind of logic, it's not ne- so. You can't really say Sonic is a video game movie as well. Mm. Everything that is happening is in the real world. You, you just have Sonic characters in. Mm. With Mario, it's a with Mario, it's a different thing. It's a different thing as well. Because with Mario, sure, uh, with the Mario movie, you got the Mario. Uh, you you see your Mario characters there. Nintendo put all of the reference in there just so that it kind of brainwashes you to think that it is a video games movie. All the things that make Mario work, they put everything in there. Sacrificing story, sacrificing character development, but mm-hmm. in the convention sense, is it a, is it a video game based movie? If 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 the check boxes are there, it, mm-hmm. that makes it a video game movie. Yes, all of the check boxes all tick. Yes, it's a video game based movie. Sure, but did it really pro- uh, did it uh, did it enlighten you to a uh, to a story point kind of thing? No, not really. We, we're, we, we are trashing Super Mario movie again. So, <laughs> but with but with Tetris, because they because the create uh, because of the because the writers and the developers knew that they cannot really write anything around the blocks. They had to do it in a different way, explaining the story on the eyes of the on the eyes of the players, uh, meaning in all of the characters and all of the keynote who played a role in play uh, who played a role. In making Tetris happen in the West, that's all. And that's the next best thing. That they, so, if I'm going to rate this in terms of, uh, because I like everything about this movie, mm. in terms of story, in terms of casting, in terms of acting, their performances, Ooh, yeah. the pacing here, um, it didn't feel like two hours really. Yeah. If I'm going to, if if out of anything, uh, it ha- so. I, I was explaining it to my uh, because I was explaining it to myself how sh- how should I how should I rate it how should I how should I classify it It's more of a spy thriller movie kind of thing with Tetris on just on the foreground, right? Um, because there's uh, there's kind of espionage in there. There's idle threats, some mild violence, kid-friendly violence, and good old-fashioned Russian communism in you know, a flavor. So I, I would, I think. would write, I would, yeah, I would rate this uh, a nine out of ten, maybe, or a solid eight. Plus. Nine you know out of ten. That's big, big score. What about you, JD? Yeah. What do you rate this game as? He's, he's at nine down there. We have got a very high score down there. Yeah, so uh, for me, it's a nine, if not a ten. Yeah. Um. You, you know what? As well. Yeah. You know what? I think. I think Hank. Uh, Hank Rogers is a like. I I guess he's a spy. Uh, spy flick. Uh, aficionado because he he was the executive producer of the movie and i think he's into bond films like espionage films that's why he decided to add yeah he he decided to add those like car chases and those tension uh, those breathtaking um uh scenes in the movie like the they're getting like pinned by the kgb so it's looking like a, really like a spy thing. Well, yeah. you got Alexei, yeah, he's also an executive producer of the film. You have Ron Howard, he was also an executive who do a lot of... Oh yeah, Ron Howard's in there, I saw his team in there, yeah. yeah. 
Yes, yeah, so there's, there's so many executive producers in this film. Um, but yeah, obviously they're gonna they want to paint themselves as heroes, let them do what they want to do. But obviously, <laughs> drama. But um, look, as a, as a piece of art and as a film, like, forget the drama if it was real or not. You know, as a story, it's mind blowing. You know, we know what isn't. It's obviously fake because we're all grown up. We know what was on drama time. But um, you know, for me, I. I where this where this film struggles for me is there is a lot going on and you have to sort of keep up with so that can be a strange that's true. yeah that's true. From another to the other mm -hmm. and it, as we've discussed it in this video it's, we've had to go back and hang on we missed this bit there's just so much that happens so i think Th there is so much because you need to be familiar with the business dealings and the vocabulary of yeah that's correct license so uh, uh, license licensing contracts the definition uh, what what defines a console yeah, is this film for everyone? Is this film really for everyone? Well, Mario Brothers is accessible for everyone because it's for, but it's such an easy story to follow. Yeah, is this film is it? It's only accessible for the, those people who have a affinity for video games, really, and you know have an interest in history as well. You know, and true That's story. True. It's not for everyone, and I can see some people probably watching this film finding it boring. So I think there's there's an aspect there, but that's not that doesn't that's not how I'm going to affect my rate. It doesn't affect my rating because that's down to the individual. I don't think that not film not all films are, are for everyone, and that's just the way I'll, I will say it's not as accessible. But that doesn't mean that it should be worth less as a film compared to something like Mario Brothers. Um, I mean, me for me, I think this film is a is a solid. It's somewhere between eight and nine nine out of ten, probably eight point five out of ten. Because where, where it does struggle to sort of, it's not, it's, it always keeps you engaged, but there's just so much going on, it's hard to keep track of things. And that's just part and parcel of where I think that it sort of fails a little. Um, I know you, you're like, if I see, I need a, if I hear, I need a hero one more time, you know, because it does use a lot of <laughs> 80s tropes and it is there and it has been overused. And I think. Well, they redeem, oh, talking about redemption, the movie did redeem yeah. itself by playing the final countdown. Right, so you yes. had that little club scene where they were playing that, and that, that was a lot of fun watching them two party together in that little <laughs> rundown Russian really? club. Oh, you know what? It's a nine out of ten. It's a nine. It's a nine out of ten for me because Alexei didn't sing. If Alexei oh. sang, then ah. it would have been a ten. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if, if, if he got so drunk and then he's he started air guitaring to the final countdown, yeah. I would have given it a ten. Oh, Alexei, you're a lovable son of a bitch. But it yeah, so, so yeah, I, I say eight point five because I think it struggled a bit, and I did think there were some aspects of it that could have been more seam, could have been that stitched together. Some scenes could have been stitched together a little better to help the storytelling a to move on a little bit. But otherwise, um, you know, I, I think it's a very, very good. Uh, it's probably a film. It that is I'll, a very good. Film. As a collector mm -hmm. of physical media, it is a film that I'll seriously consider buying on Blu-ray. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so I is, is there one? Uh, I think there will if, be. If one. there is one, yeah, there, oh, there will be, be one. Will be a 4K Blu-ray, not for you in Australia because no one cares about you, but for the rest of the world. <laughs> no one, cares, no one cares about that. No, because no. Disney, oh, quest, uh, not, oh, like that. Disney oh, are not oh, doing 4K Blu-ray oh. releases in your country. You know that, right? Disney are not. If doing I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm going to throw a question to you guys, hmm. if Tetris got a worldwide cinematic release, would you think yeah. it would fare box office? I mean, I'm not going to compare it to Sonic or Mario. Would, would do you think it would gain something out of the box office? I mean, no. I mean, considering most people will just say. Tetris, really? I don't think it would ever be able to compete with mm. on the likes of Sonic and Mario. I think I mean, would it even like make a million or two million. Well, you know, the problem is here with with a film like Tetris, and the problem with the cinema landscape now is that say if you've got like say if you've got only enough money to go see that one film a month, and I've had this conversation dozens of times over over five years, and this is what's been going on, which is 
A father wants to take his kids to the sea film to the cinema. What they're going to see? That lovely Marvel movie with all those special effects and explosions that look lovely, or something that's a blockbuster like Indiana Jones or something. Or are they going to watch Tetris? Will be classed as an indie movie. It'll probably be lucky to gross. Oh yeah, twenty million, maybe if fifty million if you're lucky worldwide. It's just not a film that people are going to queue up and watch. That's the truth. Like it's just not a film that's accessible to a lot of people. For people who have interest, I mean, I, I mentioned how Tetris got, uh, you know, seven point four out of ten, but seventy thousand people. That's on seventy thousand people that have viewed that film on IMDb. Um, yeah, if you look at Mario Brothers, um, I think there's over two hundred thousand people. So more than double pe- of the people have seen the Mario Brothers movie that have rated it seven point one. So okay, maybe yes, it has a. It had a right to be in the cinema, but it is no way near going to gross the same levels of Mario and Sonic. Maybe a hundred million dollars of global domestic. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the budget for this movie. Well, just Apple... to find if there would be comparison, just in case. Yeah, because it, because it's only an Apple TV. So I, yeah. I, I mean, they're not going. Uh, I can't find any disclosure on how much the how much was the budget. Uh, how much budget was given to this movie, though? But I'm just trying yeah. to find it. I can't find anything. You know, you put it this way. It's like so. Super Mario is like your um, what they call this the Barbie movie. Then you have Oppenheimer. Um, Oppenheimer. This, your, this is your Oppenheimer. Tetris as your yeah. Oppen- perfect analogy. Tetris will be your Oppenheimer. Huh? Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, uh, yeah. you, so you heard it. Oh, you heard it here first. You heard it here only, according to Sir JDM. That's the review. That's the whole review. <laughs> <laughs> if Super Mario, if Super Mario Brothers is Barbie, Tetris is Oppenheimer. <laughs> well, again, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's called eighty-two percent positive reviews from the critics, so the critics liked it. Okay, but if you look at eighty-two Mario- percent, not too bad. No. Not too bad. Not too bad. If you look not at the Super Mario, if you look at the Super Mario Brothers movie, we've got fifty-nine percent positive review, which is which comes under Rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. that that means the forty-one percent came from us. <laughs> who gave it a rotten? Who gave it a rotten review? The forty-one percent came from us. So, uh, to, to conclude here, I, I think it's a we are the rotten tomatoes right here, guys. But, but I think all three of us, because there's obviously sadly there's only three of us on the panel today, and I haven't got any other opinions. And I don't know what the people in the comments said. I can see. I would that. have loved. To, I would. I would love to have Sir Joel's point and Sir Dan's point. And yeah. Sir Joel's the handheld guy. <laughs> Sir Joel's the handheld guy, and Sir and Sir Dan is more of a. Storytelling kind of guy. Yeah, I, it'd be interesting to see what they they, they would rate the film because I obviously they haven't seen the film yet. But the three of us have a general connect, con- consensus that this is a great film. We all, all three of us like it. Okay, it was, it's not as divided as the Mario review was. Um, so you know, we, we're rating it to the eight, the eight and nine out of ten, ten arena. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a high rating score. Yeah. It's a high rating, and, and ultimately, for those of you who have not seen this, are still listening, uh, watch it. What are you doing? What are you doing? So. That's what I like to conclude. It's a great film, and I hope to see more. It's a must-watch, must-buy movie. Yeah, yeah. watch it now. A, a timeless gamer rating, must-buy, must-watch. Yes. There we go. So uh, actually, that's right it, after guys. this, right after this show, you can actually go watch the movie. Yeah. What's your any? But Sergey, but but Serviraj, Sergey, I don't have an Apple TV. How <laughs> else can we watch the Netflix yeah. movie? You, you, you know, you're, you're, use your initiative. You know, you know what to do. Yeah. Yarg. There are other ways, but uh, yeah, thanks for. You can me. always watch this movie, you mate. Go there on the high seas. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, we are pirates, mate. <laughs> All go to Kolkata. <laughs> 
I think that pretty uh, much. All sales go to the Tortuga. <laughs> Tortuga. Uh, um, but yeah, I think that pretty much concludes our, our episode today on Tetris. You know, I think that's, 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 that's it. it. One hour, one hour and fifty-eight minutes, guys. The same length as the movie. Really. Right. We're, yeah. we're, we're just trying to stretch it out as much as possible. So that's the show, guys. Um, thank you all so much for uh, for staying in and listening to us babble about Tetris, about falling blocks of four, really. Uh, so we're just going to do our, our shameless plugs. And if there's anything yeah. else to promote, uh, we'll start with Serge ADM. Where can they find you? Anything else to promote? Uh, yes. Uh, right now, I'm not doing anything. I'm inactive in streaming right now but i'm doing some things i'm doing the website for timeless gamers um i'm going to um get back to it right now i just had some like a few snags but please do check out the website um we have it on the link in our um page so please do check it out Right, so it's timelessgamers.com with, with an S. <laughs> yes. Timelessgamers, one word, dot com. There you go. Thank you for that, sir, JDM. And we know we cannot really rush. We are still very thankful. We appreciate it. We have Rome we have, in a uh, <laughs> Rome yes. will do it. Oh, True. Are you, are you doing it? Uh, are you writing it on Pascal or C? <laughs> no, just, just HTML. HTML. Because imagine, ima, ima, imagine working on a website using Pass. It's going to yeah. Like <laughs> how many? You're playing Tetris. Code? You're playing Tetris instead. I I I think it's it's going to be like long. It's going to be a longer code than the actual original uh, Tetris game. All right. Thank you for that, Sergio. <laughs> and how about representing the Sega Mega Master? Boom, boom. Serviraj, who, who led the show. Where can they find you? Anything to promote? You can you can see, you can find me and, and Sedan, who's not with us today, on the Sega Mega Masters YouTube. Um, we're into a new channel. We've got 100 subscribers now. But um, <laughs> we're talking about... So, uh, those of you who... I know a lot of you in the Philippines probably grew up with Nintendo. There's another side of that coin when it comes to retro games, which is Sega. Um, and we, we, we pretty much reviewed Sega Mega Drive for the most part, or Genesis, uh, and, and Master System. And, and the rest Roll, of Sega. Rolling his eyes. Rolling his eyes as he says Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. Genesis. Um, Mega Drive. <laughs> but there are, obviously, it's the, it's the whole Sega retro landscape, and that's what we talk about and review all the old software and new guests from that also. Those of you who are interested in the, the Sega side of the story, Join us, subscribe to our channel on, on YouTube, uh, Sega Mega Masters, and obviously look at our stuff as well. We want you to look at our reviews on these old games. Um, and also you can find me on the Sega Genesis group uh, on Facebook, where, where I roam with Sedan. So yeah, back to you, Sedan. He, he really wants it to be. Yeah, well, the problem is that the other... But there are a lot more Americans in that group. <laughs> it was great by an American. Sedan's just caretaker for it for the time being. But it's a Mega Drive. That's the name of the hardware. It's a Sega Mark V Mega Drive. If, if it's up to Sir Dan and Sir Viraj, they would have named that thing a long time ago. Mega Drive. <laughs> Mega Mega Drive. But it doesn't matter. It's the Genesis. I mean, you know. whatever. Genesis, whatever. Mega Drive. Is it the band? All right. The Genesis brand. It's a band. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, guys. Um, so just to promote this show, uh, which is Timeless Gamers Show. So it's Timeless Gamers show right now guys so again to explain the sudden name uh, sudden name change because in the uh, because on the uh, because on our youtube channel there is also another another channel called thomas gamers uh, for some reason we are sharing viewership and clicks with that other person so 
just to have some exclusivity, we renamed our show as Timeless Gamers Show. And some of the guests that we have here keep saying Timeless Gamers anyway. So might as well. And truth to be told, the name Timeless Gamer came from Sir JDM's suggestion when we had this contest way before. We're trying to rebrand it. And so Sir JDM is right, so he's doing the website. And we have lots of plans on how to proceed. Once the website is up and running, we're planning to put uh, our previous shows in there, hyperlink some of the partners that we have. Uh, we're also going to include more review, uh, past reviews and and other reviews coming from other contributors that we can uh, that we can find. We're also going to link the Sega Mega Man, uh, YouTube page on the website for being such good sports and being nice and kind uh, for this, uh, on our side of the programming. So everyone gets a fair share. This is not this is not communism. <laughs> this is not this is not Mother Russia. All right. So uh, and just like the so movie, we, are, we have. We have we the rights to timeless game. Ga- time. We have the rights to timeless gamers. The intellectual property rights. We have the yes. rights to timeless gamers. The, <laughs> we got the, the video game rights, the arcade rights, the console rights, handheld rights. I don't. I, I'm not sure if we uh, if we if we sign anything, but <laughs> hopefully we will. Hopefully we will. Um, and yep, thank you guys. And um, uh, for all of you uh, watching us live, and to all of you, uh, to all of you who's, uh, who are listening, to the audio side of side of things, uh, that's the show. And as always, our bodies and our games may grow out of it, but our gaming experiences for forever, forever remain. Hey, timeless. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 See you, Sir Dan. See you, Sir Joel. See you, Sir Ray. See you, Mita. <laughs> <laughs>